Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings, and welcome to Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bobby O'Rourke. And I'm your other host, Dan Conroy. Dan as I was looking at the shelves of what I would call an upscale card apothecary, this is one of those hipper, not quite Spencer's gifts, but better than a Dwayne Reed, place where you buy candles with Nancy Pelosi's face on them, place where you buy fine pens, place where you buy stationery, fun posters that tell people in shorthand what your political beliefs are and brook no argument. I saw some cards that were very specific to pop culture, and I want to know if you've seen these. I'm talking cards that said things like fold in the cheese from Mora Rose from Schitt's Creek. I'm talking cards that said things like be a good sport on your birthday, but it had a picture of Beyonce, like Queen Bee and the Beehive. Mm. It had pictures of Lizzo, and it said feeling good as hell on your birthday or you're awesome. So I've seen these around, and they tend to be more in, like I said, not Dwayne Reed's and Walgreens, but sort of hipper, cooler pop-up stores and sometimes weirder ones. Have you seen these before? Do you have any reaction to them, these sort of very specific pop culture moment cards? I have seen these cards, Bobby. I have also perused in a more local bookstore or stationary Mm -hmm. apothecary or gift druggist, wherein it would greatly appeal to someone who's looking for more of a unique, quirky gift, let's say, or one, like you said, that might appeal not only to one's cultural specific preferences, but also their political preferences, as you'll find. um, I feel like a lot of these places were doing a lot of storing of notorious RBG stuff for a bit. Yes, big in my neighborhood, big into RBG and and icons, certainly. But I it was strange to me to see so many cards that featured Lizzo, Beyonce, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It was quite an assortment of Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, quite an assortment of characters, and some of them fictional and some of them not. So it, the mood for me kind of shifted, and I wasn't sure how you'd feel about seeing, or who have you seen? Who are the folks that you've seen on cards, if different from my list? Totally. So I have seen these cards. I have seen them at my local indie bookstore that happens to store a variety of different indie printers who have uh, jokes and japes alike. Just a just a couple of real creative kids. You just want to... Love a jape. You just, you, oh, I love a jape. You just want to buy them a hot bowl of, of venti caramel stew and just be like, get at it with your references to Shit's Creeks here. Oh, uh, when are you guys going to make a White Lotus one for me? Come on, I'm excited. I've that seen... must be coming down the pipe real quickly. I got to say, that feels like the next batch of cards. But I don't know if there's any quotable lines from that you could put on a Get Well Soon card. I wish I had any ammo for this podcast to say anything, but I haven't seen it yet. I've been meaning to see it. I just know I was in a sketch show recently where someone did an amazing Jennifer Jennifer Coolidge, right? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's play Dan Does Remember the Name of a Star Beep Boop. They did an amazing Jennifer Coolidge impression of her auditioning for different roles, and one was just her being like, I don't know why this hit me the right way, but she was just like, there's parasites everywhere, parasites. is <laughs> the Korean movie and melodrama. And then she's like, I can try to do it in Korean if you like. And they're like, no, no, thank you. No, no thank you, Jeff. Uh, no, thank you, Jennifer Coolidge. That's a good impression to have in your back pocket. That's that's like a very cool one to have just be able to do. And I'm sorry I can't remember the actor's name right now because they did a stellar job. But it was very funny. Check it out at the pit. Both hands. Great sketch comedy team. I've seen some Shit's Creek cards i've actually seen i think that exact lizzo card is she like kind of like sitting on the ground with her flute next to her i think, I think that so mi- yeah, i think that might be it only so many positions you know you can have on a card that's only four by six so you have to choose wisely for the art i do recall probably seeing a notorious rbg card that says something like be notorious on your birthday or what's the thing that they say nevertheless she did Oh, uh, Elizabeth Warren, right? Nevertheless, she persisted. I think well, that was the... that's Elizabeth Warren. Nevertheless, she persisted. But then I thought there was one like with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Nevertheless, she did not defended. Mm, hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Defenestrated. She... Nevertheless, she tossed one of the other justices out the window. Nevertheless, she diffused. Our word of the day is defenestrate to throw someone out. of It a says window. nevertheless she persisted, but I thought it was a. I thought there was another term that regards to what she often said on the Supreme Court when she did not 
she was the one that was. Oh, she said, "I dissent." Right? Isn't that? Is oh, that that's what it is. It was like yeah. a dissent. They were doing a "Nevertheless, she dissented" card. Mm. I've seen that. Nevertheless, she dissented. That was. That's the word a I bit of a for. bastardized quote. That's like how you remember from the godfather you remember the quote wrong you say like we're gonna make him an offer you can't refuse and it's i'm gonna make him an offer you can't refuse it's like a mandela effect sort of, sort of thing to, yes exactly it's a berenstain way. bear situation where you think oh, it's that just something... that really freaked me out when i found out about that that actually did for me because yeah. i read those as a kid and i thought surely they're a jewish family and like, <laughs> <laughs> these are jewish bears right these are jewish bears yeah exactly these are bears of the hebrew religion with which that we uh learn about how to live in a tree and be nice to each other and, and eat the reform I, I knew that but i just i I, apparently, I was completely wrong. They're just good Methodists. You think they're Orthodox bears? <laughs> I, d- I got I got Reform Jew vibe from the Berenstein bears, but apparently they're the Berenstein bears who are pure Methodists. That was definitely a weird one for me. So I, I definitely have seen that greeting card with RBG on it. I'm trying to remember another one that I've seen because a lot of it is also like modern day spins on jokes. So like there's yes. one for a birthday where someone's doing yoga and it says, how long do we have to do yoga on Instagram before we go viral? Ha 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 ha. Excellent. I feel like I have seen an endless supply of Golden Girls ones that just say stay golden on it or doing a joke about one of the other Golden Girls. And yes, I love the Golden Girls. Lots of B. Arthur ones too. A lot I've of B. Not Arthur. Seen, I've not seen Golden Girls myself, but I know it's very popular. So oh, I, that, that would be a. Yeah, I heard it. You, you've told me and a couple other people have said it's very good. It's just it's it's a boatload of fun to be hanging out with these older ladies who you later learn are not that much are not that but are not like what we think are senior citizens. Like, I think nostalgia does this to us where we look back on the show and think that they're like, oh, they're probably like 85 or something. I think B. Arthur's like 60 in that. Like, she's not that. They're like just entering the retirement village. You know, they're not they're not ancient by any means. They're, they're not ancient at all. Or they're not like in their 90s or anything like that. Well, we would. It's, I, maybe we're all just living longer is kind of part of it. But it was just I still remember B. Arthur's very first line in Golden Girls because she is a substitute teacher in Miami. And she's just like, you should. And I'm I'm, of course, butchering this. I'm doing a making an offer. You can't refuse reference here and that I'm going to butcher the <laughs> line. But she definitely said something along the lines of like, you should see the kids in the schools these days. The girls don't have any hair and the boys, uh, it's down to their shoulders. And that, of course, gets a great canned audience laugh, um, just like making fun of punk kids. But that's what it was, was that they just couldn't get into modern culture. Like, it was just very funny like that. And of course, what's her name? Uh, Betty White or the third one? Kathy Najimy. That's Hocus Pocus. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm thinking Sarah Jessica Parker. You're right. No, they were they were all just v- very funny. But I feel like I have seen that is also another series that will endlessly be found at shops like this, whether it's in those ceremonial candles that are supposed to look like votive candles. But then they come up with like different celebrities on them, like B. Arthur or Prince. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or like the, those ones always I have to say not to be a bit of a prude or, or a, a squeamish person, but those always cause me to pause because they're meant to be worship candles. Yes. And it feels very odd to me that next to these cards that are supposed to be cheeky, you know, they're pop culture cards. They're meant to capture a moment. They have these other cards sort of celebrating as gods or saints, yeah. at least these people. And maybe it's, maybe it's just me. I'm, I'm taking it too seriously. But I always think it would be weird to light a candle with a living person's face on it. In many cases, some cases they've just recently passed. But I just mm. don't have that compulsion. But maybe I'm just taking it way too seriously. I need to back the fuck. I know. I think you need to jump the fuck on to my feelings on it, Bobby, which are very much with you in that I believe those are the that is the late stage necrosis of somebody's deep fandom. And I think I have said (laughs) this on the podcast before, and I'll say it again. A fandom is just a cheap cult. And if you find yourself that in love with something, you're the one that needs to back up. Go figure something else out. Or you need to have a little thing that I grew up with for nigh on 30 years called shame. You need to have a little bit of shame for the thing you love. Hold back. Don't talk to people about it. Oh, I'm part of a Reddit forum about it. No, shut up. Back up. Throw it away. If you like something, that's perfectly fine. But don't like it in public. That's not fair. Because, yes, if you get to a point where you love Nicolas Cage so much that you need to buy a candle that is clearly poking fun at either a Christianity or Santeria, and you just need to, like, light it to, like, feel whole and wholesome again, you need something else in your life. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Maybe you have a nutritional deficiency. That's none of my business. Point is, I don't want to see it. It's just, there near me, 
there is a shop that sells those candles in abundance and only one block away there is a santeria shop where you can an buy actual the, san, an actual santeria shop an actual god's santeria. honest santeria shop where you can buy many spiritual items just like that and i don't i'm not talking about like western east meets west at the mall spiritualism i mean god's honest like real stuff with candles of the santerian saints on there and it's like this feels like we're watching two ships collide and i only want one of them to not sink <laughs> um it's just but you know going back to the cards really quick i can't say that and, and as people who listen to this will know i i can't get most cultural references because i i just don't view things because i'm very amish like that but i miss a lot of the jokes that are made in these cards but you're asking me earlier how i feel about them and what i can say confidently is that i i do like that independent card makers are out there it makes me yes, feel good that, that, is, that there that is, is a big plus i have to say i feel like i, I might have said this in an early episode that the, i think it's called bauman press or something it, there's the press in the south street seaport of new york that i've loved giving to and these other ones are like indie brooklyn and west side printers and i think it's cool they're making stuff especially because usually right next to those cards that are like referencing their favorite scenes from the office like when kevin spills the chili you'll also have other ones that <laughs> are just like yeah it's a great it's a great scene and there's another one with just a little rabbit like holding a strawberry and it says some bunny loves you and it's like that that's cute you can't yeah. be mad at that come on no so have a Do heart God have a heart. It. Do you often like them or do you think it's a little too cheeky? I don't mind them, but thinking of how we think about greeting cards, which is we've often said and illustrated through the fridge rankings we do on every greets giving. On some level, you kind of want to keep the best cards. I think for a lot of people, they're mementos of an emotion or a person that you care about very much. And they mean something right. to you. They don't always have to be. Some of them are just happy birthday from Aunt Claren. And you throw oh, on Glern makes the best licorice pizza, not the movie. She actually created she had a recipe from way back in the day where she just puts it in the mozzarella real deep. You can't even pull it off like pepperoni. It is no. it is ruined. It is baked into the focaccia at the base. Oh, it's deep in the focaccia. And she loved calling that. She's like, it's deep in the focaccia this time. We're like, thanks, Aunt Gern. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad I canceled my christening for this. Yeah. Thank God. Dodged a bullet there. <laughs> Got the Santeria candle instead. That has like a Sotomayor's face on it. Well, that's the problem is that she would light that in front of her and then Anger would be like, you know, I don't practice Santeria. And that was the lead singer of Sublime. End of story. End of, <laughs> put a little bullet on that. What were you saying? Oh, just there moments in time you know a Lizzo card is very fun and cool now and indeed Lizzo is a great artist I'm just taking her as an example because it's one of that course. I remember most frequently I really enjoy Lizzo but I wonder Same. if that card has a shelf life longer than you know a year or so sometimes we've talked about keeping cards that mean something to us for much of our lives and sometimes we throw them away immediately we've gone through the whole gambit but cards that are made specifically to be funny for about six months and then you immediately kind of forget the joke I I'm curious about the business model because they, they're sort of based on this. There'll always be a new show that's hot. There'll always be a new yeah. musician. There'll always be a cultural or political leader that's hot right now, which is useful. But I was looking to see if I would buy any of these for my friends. And I thought, unless they really, really loved this artist, not, oh, yeah. not so much. Yeah, they're, they're, no. they're not cards that I would just seek out. I'd find them and stumble and say, oh, I know that Dan loves Dean Koontz. You know, I'll get him this Dean Koontz <laughs> card, but I wouldn't just buy that and say, this will have this in my back pocket for the next time yeah. any birthday comes up. I've bought 12 copies of the Lido Shuffle greeting card because in the middle of it, it says, I hope you have a skagstastic birthday. And I just know that's something you're going to love to have every year. So yeah, I, I know I got your text. <laughs> yeah, I texted you the greeting card. I'm going to get like, dude, you won't believe what I found. And I think I said, I'm sure I will. But go on. You started with it's four in the morning and then you said, I'm sure I will. <laughs> are you bleeding do you need help i agree like there there is um pop culture moves so quickly now which is a completely unoriginal thought but very but more <laughs> specifically and and i'm so happy i said it out loud but more specifically pop culture is also just full it's it's there's just so much media right there's so much of it out there and there's only so much of it that we all share collectively as you know even from a national perspective amongst friends and family 
because, and I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but like we're sort of way past that era of like appointment TV. We're way past that era of mm-hmm. everyone like listening to the same 10 radio stations. Like m- music, movies, television, books, everything is so curated to your specific desires and needs. It really and is. You're right. I didn't it, think of it that way. It really is. And and there's so much to enjoy. And, and by the way, I'm saying this all positively. I think it's great that there are more artists out there, more in the spotlight, everything from more superstars to more indie artists to DIY, like, you know, on um, SoundCloud. Like, there's just so much to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Having said all of that, though, it makes it much more difficult to pinpoint unless you have the confidence of knowing, oh, yes, we both like Lizzo or we both like Billie Eilish. Like, I would not have the confidence to buy a Lizzo or Schitt's Creek or, you know, White Lotus card, anything or even something a little bit larger than The Office. Like, I would not have the confidence to buy that unless I knew for a fact that was somebody's personal preference like they 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 enjoy this thing but the idea of just giving it because it's a pop culture icon kind of like what has happened with golden girls or with seinfeld like just some shows have become more blank or like friends i feel like friends is one of those shows that like just is 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 equated to new york so you Mm -hmm. can kind of give it and it's a little bit more broad so i think it's a little I mean, bit we of all a... have skylights. Every New York apartment that I know of and have lived in, you know, has a skylight. And it costs, you know, $40 a month. And I live above Coffee Shop where all my friends hang out at all times. And we all have gay panic. <laughs> Every day. Every single day. The And I put a turkey on my head. Yeah, like, there, I just think there are different... There, I'm trying to use the proper word here. There are different TV shows and movies where I think it's more broadly you can celebrate that mm-hmm. with people or perhaps enjoy that. And there are other ones that are very specific. Now, to answer your question or to to just ruminate on the question, will this carry the test of time and be something I look back on fondly or even remember remotely in like 20, 30, 40 years? And I think that all depends. I think right now it's hard for us to think about it like it because, you know, will I be listening to Lizzo in 30 years? I I hope so. I mean, she's amazing. And I still listen to like Tina Turner or, you know, uh, if I had a rock. That's true. Yeah. Some some are timeless. You know, they they, they make it through and maybe will be the fools. And they'll say they didn't like the Nancy Pelosi Santeria candle and they didn't like (laughs) Beyonce's newest album, which is silly because Renaissance is very good. And and I really want to promote small artists. So I'm I'm shouting out to Beyonce. I'm glad you promoted Beyonce. Yeah. Let's make sure her name gets out there just in case people are not aware it's out there. And, you know, it's Renaissance is really going to. You know, a lot of people don't know about it yet, but it's really going to shake the world. Hopefully we can get it on some indie radio stations soon. It uh, will be funny to because like if if I went to a vintage store and found like a greeting card that had Roxette on the front of it, that would just be incredible. And so I wonder if that will be the same thing where people will look up like Ruth Bader Ginsburg candles or like, you know, like you said, like Nancy Pelosi cups of her just like doing the slow clap thing during Trump's State of the Union. Was that going to carry over? I feel like political specific that might turn sour quicker. Yeah, you might be right. But some of them you're right, do you know, if you if I saw a greeting card that had a Duran Duran quote on it, that's almost worth its weight in gold. It's like who I'm going to have one friend who's like this will be hilarious and no one else will understand what the this hell Thanksgiving. I hope you're hungry like the wolf. <laughs> You know that's got to exist. They they were they were just as perverted about merchandising as we are today. They just didn't yeah. have they didn't have the same tools that we have now to really goose it up to the highest degree. But you got to think that that's got to be out there. Like I can't imagine that Phil Collins went this far in his career without having a greeting card that says like I can feel it coming in the air tonight. What am I talking about? Your birthday. <laughs> They're got to be out there. And if I find one, you can bet your bottom boots that I will bring it on this show. Don't lose my number because you're not anywhere I can't find you for your birthday. <laughs> that song in the air tonight, I didn't know it was about murdering someone. I thought it was about having sex. Neither did I. And I was this old when I found out that it was about murder. So oh, it's about murdering a dude. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Oh, boy. Well, that's going to yeah. change the feel of the card when I get it. Speaking of which, should we? Oh, yes. Let's get into it now. So I have brought the card this week, Dan. And as you're pulling it up, I would like to remind our listeners, plural, we're doing very well, that yeah. uh, they can see this card on Instagram at GreetingsPod, or they could see it also on Twitter at GreetingsCast. And if you have a card you'd like us to review or one you'd like us to just take a look at or a topic you'd like us to discuss, we would love to hear from you. Dan, I'm going to reveal a little bit later how I came across this card. 
it's not really a spoiler necessarily, but we'll, I'll let you take a look at the first page and we can ruminate on it, as you said before. And I'll when we get to the stinger, as it were, I'll be able to tell you the origins of this card. I have four stomachs and a big heart, so all I do is ruminate. And thank you okay. to our listeners, all four of you guys. You're the reason why Bobby and I get up in the morning. That and the shrieks in my mind. Uh, so I am opening up the card right now. I am excited for fire and I think fire is what I'm going to get. I'm opening up the card now and I am immediately reminded of a more elegant Robert Crumb art. It feels very much like his stuff who also did Who's like- Robert Crumb? I'm sorry. I'll have to be the, the everyman in this podcast. He's an illustrator from- Hey, now the tides have turned. He is an <laughs> illustrator from the 70s and 60s, made famous for his Fritz the Cat comic that was made into a movie by Ralph Bankshi. He also did album covers like for Janis Joplin and Big Brother and the Holding Company, probably their most popular album art. He did a couple of other things. Artists like guys who have I've mentioned, like Daniel Klaus in the past, have definitely been inspired by him. And you can kind of see a, a, a correlation with his work. Definitely like an underground comic. He did some really weird stuff. I, I definitely suggest checking it out because okay, it's cool. uh, very fun. But um, definitely like animated physical proportions on males and females more often than not with Robert Crumb's females. But um, <laughs> here I can def- just putting it out there. But I can definitely see here that between a sort of so to give the listener a view if you're driving you don't go to the instagram for once in your life no it's, we, um, we promote safety here do not look at the instagram do not enjoy our fine product while you are driving no. only with your ears not with your eyes and even if you're not driving maybe don't enjoy our podcast this isn't something you enjoy some things you do because you got to take your medicine day to day and we want this to become appointment listening but like going to a doctor's appointment because if we make it mandatory then it you then you all have to do it and that's, that's the right. best listenership you could ask for appointment mandatory fun we're at al yankovic so here we have a gentleman sitting at a table he's a maybe not exactly middle age but kind of getting on there if i had to put an age on the gentleman he has thinner brown hair he has a bulbous nose he is wearing a green shirt with a white undershirt so i would say casual but still presentable And he looks like he is in a conundrum of sorts. He has his hand to his chin and his eyes are nearly rolling in the back of his head, but he's sort of looking up to the stars, as it were. Uh, Clearly, this individual is deep in thought, but not exactly meditative or peaceful thought. Something is bothering this person. And right above them, oh, it's important to mention they're sitting down at what appears to be a table, even though it's kind of whited out. There is a what appears to be an orange sun coming up from behind them, but it's more of like a glow and white everywhere else. And right above the thinking gentleman in black font text, it says, it's strange how your birthday reminds me of ellipses. And that's three dots. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. It's strange how your birthday reminds me of blank. That's kind of a strange place to end a front of a card. Aren't it's, you intrigued, though, a little bit? I am intrigued. It's, it's, it is pulling me in. I can't deny that, Babs. Um, I, I gotta say, if I was in the indie comic shop and, you know, I've purchased my $6 patchouli incense for the day and a little bit of dragon's blood as well, and I've gotten a um, mug, it's a reprint of a mug from the 80s that says, where's the beef? And I'm gonna pay $20 for it. I would say that this card would bring me in because it's, what is this, what is it reminding you of? Although, also, why do you look so, I feel like our protagonist here is a little too morose looking for remembering somebody's birthday. They should be a little bit more lighthearted, right? It creates questions for me. And you know what? That's better than some of the other cards we've had. Looking at this card, and like I said, I'll kind of reveal how I came to it a little bit later I in wish the you episode. Would. I will. I, I will. I will. I will. Um, I will. I will. No matter what happens, I will find you. Um, it creates a sense of mystery. This is genuinely, you know, true, I think. And the guy, you're right, doesn't look happy. No. And that's a little intriguing to have a birthday card announced and have someone sort of considering it the way that meme of the woman doing math in her head kind of looks, you know, this sort yes, of very yes, yes, yes. deep in thought, complicated thinking. All the and algorithms. To, and the algorithms too, yeah. And I have to say, I really like the art style. It's got this sort of between cartoon and painting sort of style. It, it seems like someone put effort into this front page at least. So I was... My eyes were caught by this illustration when I first saw it, I have to say. I also like the art as well, but it is 
harkening back to like maybe a style of art that comes from like maybe a not exactly a comic strip but maybe like someone's would they even call a graphic novel back then like somebody's printed comic in a different time and i'm just really afraid that it's going to dive immediately into some level of boomer humor that we have touched a little bit on here on the podcast but like well uh, no spoilers my friend oh no oh no i thought we were past this up I no, but I because it it is definitely very detailed. If you like sort of zoom in, there is a shading to the character here. And yeah, there are shadows. The shirt is ruffled at the collar. You know, there's individual hairs are on the head. You know, it's yeah. it's got detail to it. And I I'm it's very expressive. I really feel this guy is thinking hard and long mm. about my birthday and i really just want to know well what about my birthday causes you such consternation i must know well because this year you asked for a cake that is shaped well you asked for a cake this year that is shaped like the concept of consternation and they just don't know how to do it all they know is that you're supposed to think it's something else when you cut into it and then it is the you know devil's food cake you asked for it's not fair of them to call themselves cake bosses when they're clearly cake grunts you know yeah it's just, oh it, my it, god if you don't know what consternation looks like in a cake do i have to take you back to cake vocational school i don't want to but i will do you know i went to cake squires the other day and i asked for pumpkin pie cake and they were just like we can't do both of those at one and i'm like well what good are you then someone's not getting up to cake night and you'll never make it to cake boss at this point although i am glad that we've reinstated cake feudalism in this country if it's ever going to go somewhere yeah and for that particular shop i believe the arson investigation is still ongoing uh, unless there's been an update, I think, right, Dan? Well, if my kerosene did what it was supposed to, the answer is there won't be. <laughs> Only time will tell there. I also, I like that this individual is taking the time to meditate on how your birthday reminds them of something in this area that is meant to represent like the idea of being in a Zen mode. You know, there is a little bit of light sort of at the end of the tunnel there with the orange glow, but ultimately mm. the time needs to be spent ruminating properly without distraction. So I'm hoping that we'll get to like chakras being balanced and sort of a processing of one's, you know, imbalances day to day in order to really get to a enlightenment of how we feel about birthdays, or we won't get any of that. <laughs> That's that what greeting cards usually provide us. Is I, I would love a card that talks about my imbalances. I mean, I am just the scales of justice in my personal life are, are wildly out of whack. So anything that can adjust for that would be grand. You're all black bile anymore, aren't you? Yeah, I, I was phlegmatic for a while and then I kind of went too far into the black bile and so mm. you know things happen you get older your of course change you're filled yeah. with bile yeah any, anyone is sometimes. you did something to deserve it properly so you know you just have to take how it is and hopefully the leeches will do the rest of the work hey be grateful it's not blood because for me it's just all been blood I didn't know I didn't know I could create this much blood you find out something new about yourself every day you do I wake up I wake up in the mirror and I just go hey more blood <laughs> <laughs> look at all that blood I've got so if I was to go down to the next page uh -huh. to sort of continue on the vibe, I think now, you know, we take this time in the whiteness of the next page. So it's just the white background. I think whether unless the lighting of these photos is playing tricks with me, but it appears as though this white background is a little bit darker than the other one. That uh, may be the photo. So so okay. don't, don't, don't take that as a sign or if you're anything like the film, the number 23, take everything as a sign. Everything is a sign. Absolutely everything is a sign. So Tan, take it however you want that this is slightly off color. From ding, 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 ding. You heard it here, folks. Our first movie 23 reference of Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. Ooh. Yay. Thank, that's, oh, the way I was thinking movie 43 that's the that's the bad one right they're both not my cup of tea but you okay know, to each their own i'm thinking of the one that john hodgman was in that's all i know that's, is that that's movie 43 number that's 23 movie 43. is the one where jim carrey says that numbers are happening and indeed that's true, yes but he absolutely says one i do remember that. happening quite yes a yes fear the number as my friend said in middle school when that came out <laughs> fear the number good friend good friend absolutely so this is a moment where you can reflect upon what a birthday might remind you of for other people or if you're reminded of birthdays with friends what they're like maybe you went somewhere with a friend that their birthday was really great and you want to be reminded of it like for example this weekend i was talking about a friend i have sam who we used to have a party in that we would go to a laser tag place where Miller High Lives were only two dollars and that was oh as an adult that's a dangerously fun combo Mm -hmm. Ooh, dangerously cheesy, as Dang uh, the, yes. th that cat would say on the commercials. We did bring a live cheetah with us. Cheetahs are great at laser tag because they're really good just generally at hunting. 
and also they are known for their anxiety. And there's nothing that calms a cheetah's anxiety more than laser lights and loud music. And everyone trying to pet them. Oh, you know the first instinct would be everyone just wants to pet this big dangerous cat. (laughs) Let me at him. It's just, what is our... I don't know if I'm thinking about this just because I myself have that problem of wanting to pet everything, but we do, we as a human species have completely forsaken the whole being afraid of animals. Like we, I guess we are, but the minute we can get close enough to a animal without feeling like our hands will be bitten off immediately, the first thing we'll want to do is pet it. We do it a lot. And I'm glad that finally in this world of freedoms and love and kindness, we finally are putting a podcast out there that is about feeling shame to throw it back to our first act and to say, hey, listen, animals are dangerous. You don't have the right to just touch them. This is a podcast about controlling your urges and feeling bad about yourself. You heard it here. (laughs) This is a shame cast. So much media out there is to celebrate who you are, how you are. Nothing's wrong. You know, urges are natural. And while not all of them are appropriate in the moment, it's okay to feel them. And Bobby and I are here to say it's time to start tamping down hard as you can deep down in the old crevices. I don't care if it feels bad when you do. One day you'll wake up and you won't even feel it anymore. So go ahead and start tamping it down and realize that not everything is just made for you. And if you have a sort of whack-a-mole situation where you tamp down one urge and another urge comes up even more urgently, you just tamp that one down too and then it'll go away forever. You got to keep pressuring it. There's ways to do it that are very helpful. Like for me, I cry in the shower for two hours. You do that and you'll wake up and you won't feel new, but the day will have gone. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And me, uh, you know, I get a fresh swish of birch every day and I just go to town on my back. And then I don't Mm. just have those bad thoughts anymore about maybe this just isn't the life I wanted to live. (laughs) Of course, it's the life I wanted to live. This This is everything you ever wanted. And you don't know any different because of that switch of birch. And also that swish of birch. You've been drinking your birch recently. Not just the beer. You've just been liquefying your trees. It's the only drink that gives me my daily recommended amount of bark juice. Mm. Nine out of 10 dentists would say, please stop. But that one dentist... He's great. He's amazing. That weirdo. Dr. Larm. Larm. Oh, Dr. Larm. Yeah, he, he's he's married to Uncle Orm. Yeah, Uncle Orm and Dr. Larm. Perfect together, if you ask me. But they neither practice Santeria, so we, we don't we don't talk much. No, so we, we go to the next page now that we've taken a moment to sort of think about what birthdays, both for us and for our loved ones, mean to us. Yeah, the tension is built. The tension is built. We need to have a release valve for these burning questions. What do they mean? And we are left with, just to start from the beginning, it's strange how your birthday reminds me of last page. Say it. Say it. Do I have to? Yes. This is your job. We're paid for this. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The money is rolling in like hot boiled wine. (laughs) Hot boiled wine cakes. I'm going to say the first page again just so we put it all together and then we get to the last page. It's strange how your birthday reminds me of, and then the last page says, my first rectal examination, (laughs) exclamation point. We said it. It happened. The word of the day was rectal examination. Just my couch just starts going, yeah. Figure it out. Slime comes down and you honk, honk, honk. He said rectal examination. You're going to get the new airless scooter from Ronco. (laughs) And the greetings, the greeting card podcast board game, and a lifetime supply of rice aroni, the San Francisco treat. Why specifically San Francisco? They have rice every. Never mind. We don't have time for this. My first rectal examination. <laughs> we'll ask that question at the end. My first rectal examination. God, I, I don't know why I keep saying it. Happy birthday on the bottom. And then the photo is presumably that same gentleman although i have to argue that a lot has happened to his face in the time in which he, he's hung put on him. some city miles i'll say that much. he definitely yeah. has it's those are that's not country living right there he's turned into a human frog where his jaw has greatly widened he's lost hair his nose is as bulbous as ever i wouldn't say he's like uncomfortable looking there, there's a lot to this we're gonna have to talk about he doesn't look or not uncom- we can just call it right here <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I yeah, I got dinner to make. I'm perfectly fine with ending it early. Sure. What are we going straight to hell with this one? Great. You know, we 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 cut these things short, and it, it saves us time and money. We can turn off the generator for another week. The face in question is full of deep grooves and lines. I guess I have to compliment the artist again if I have to, but they they sort of just look like a um, agitated gargoyle. And then behind them is a doctor. I 
presume. Also, funny nose. This is a real funny nose cartoon style. And clearly in the midst of what I'm assuming is a rectal examination. And that's kind of it. It's a it feels like one of those jokes. So this whole thing, first off, before we get into like the ridiculousness of the card, the style of this, it, it almost feels like this could have been one of those. You know how like sometimes in like 70s kitchens or living rooms, like there was just like a, a board with like a joke on it, like something yes. like like happy wife, happy life, that sort of shit, like or or something like a, a, a day without a drink makes me we or something. I don't know. Just like th- this. This could have just been like a, an insensitive. Life's not wasted when you're wasted all the time. And has Exa- exactly. Exactly. Tree, or or sometimes it didn't even say anything. It was just like a baby sitting on a toadstool. Like it was there was just ways to gussy up your house in the in the days of carter and this would have been on a wood print just for you to put in your living room and the whole thing it would have just all set it right there it's important to note by the way if you're not looking on the instagram that it's black and white now as opposed to any sort of color so we've both have a cheap joke and a cheap way of ending this card uh looks like you wanted to save money on two realms bobby you have got some explaining to do where in the good golly name of her lord and majesty anyone on a on a candle nancy pelosi Pelosi, ruth bader ginsburg i didn't i didn't want to call out any specific person so it sounded like i was like totally into them as a deity but like yeah what 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 in the the name of Sotomayor were you thinking when you did this? Uh, so as you know, Dan, because uh, you were there, I recently, someone recently hosted a birthday party for myself yes, because I'm, I'm a very special boy. You're a and very special boy. The most special boy in the room then and now and forever. Yeah, thank you. You were kind enough to come and bring me a card and I got several cards from other friends and they knew of our podcast and they said we wanted to give you guys something special. And so I had friends who evidently don't like me as much as I recalled and they <laughs> gave me they gave me this. They asked not to be identified, but I will call them Jess and Joe because that's their names. Uh, yes. And it's up to me what happens. Call out. Beep, 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 call beep. But uh, they, they gave this to me and they left a note. I'm gonna, it's in my drawer. Hold on one sec. I'm gonna yeah, go for it. Totally. It. Straight up now tell me do you have a greeting card for me forever. This, me, this me, is me. great podcasting here. And then the, the note says, this is something we thought you could do on the podcast. And then it just signs their names and the name of their, their young kiddo who, who's very cute. Aww. And they did not sign this for a reason. I can only imagine it's because they want to be as far away from this card as possible. But they did sign the post-it that they stuck inside the card. So they they were doing the right thing. You know, they saw they... a problem and they reported it. That's that's what happened. They know? did they report did it. it yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They called them. They called out themselves on it. And that I can respect, even though I have to say not signing your names to this abomination is nothing but an act of pure cowardice. And honestly, I would say uh, traitordom. This is up there with me with treason. So, uh, Justin, Joe, you said their names were? That's right, yeah. Justin, Joe, you have some explaining to do in what will be Bobby and I's greeting card hag that we will put together one day, and war crimes will be properly, will have proper consequences to it. But in the meantime, thank you for presenting this Boy, I wouldn't even call it a three-legged horse. I'd call it a no-legged pony. It's just, it re- like this because... is just an iguana that somehow got on the race track. I guess this is just a guy with a with a horse that's just on a stick, and they just pretend to be riding it, and they're just like coming around the track. Number seven, Ned, on top of a stick with a horse head. That is the name of the horse, Ned, on top of the stick with a horse, and they are uh, under the impression that they will win the Derby this year, and uh, unfortunately, they're coming at dead last. I I want to be careful, like. I feel like I've become a little bit of a broken record with some of these cards. So I want to be careful because I feel like I've said the phrase a lot. I don't know who this is for. I don't know what they're going for. But maybe then you can help me, Bobby, or Joe and Jess spiritually help me and then explain yourself in our DMs one day. Your birthday reminds me of my first rectal examination. Are you just saying yes, you let's don't... start there. Like, what the hell does that mean? We I have don't to start there. Out of all the times I've said the phrase, I don't know what this is going for. This might take the cake. This might be the king baby of them all. What are you implying that you don't like me? Are you saying that you don't like birthdays in general? Are you saying that my birthdays are always crap because I insist on a pudding bath that we all have to share? Are you saying that? Both of those things are mandatory, and even though they might not be pleasant, I still have to do them, which is equally as bad as saying you don't like birthdays but somehow more muted. What is the energy you're trying to bring across? Because right now it feels like you're just saying 
you're not a good friend and I don't like you. Like yeah. just very bluntly, like you're shit and I wish I wasn't here, but it's supposed to be like razzing your friend, but it's not even razzing them about like their, I don't know, like saying something specific about like how they're getting older or how you're fr- how you've been friends for so long and you're becoming old coots together. It's just, you're just saying like your birthday to me is about as pleasant as an uncomfortable doctor's appointment that, a lot of people have to go to, and especially men after the age of 40. Like, that's just what you're saying. Yeah, and, you know, we've all been to the doctor, so some of us have experience with this, some of us do not. But to say your birthday reminds me of a rectal examination, there's, it's not even a joke. There's no, like, and it's stunk. You're like, like, yeah. like it's, just, it's, it's not a act or a examination that brings to mind anything funny it's it's sort of painful and awkward you know like it, it like that's the translation is like your birthday reminds me of a time where i felt uncomfortable and exposed and violated yeah well i think there i think <laughs> there was well like, like you remind me of when my dog got run over like it has like yeah. the same the same sort of vibe to it it's strange how your birthday reminds me of and then just like think of a tragedy you have to put in there like it's just like or even like i don't but that's i think that's also the problem is like i don't know which way I'm supposed to go with it. Is it like, would this sit in and be as strange how your birthday reminds me of cleaning out the gutters in my house? Or is it like your birthday reminds me of the great port explosion in Hoboken in 1921? Like which, which, what level, what level of unhappy am I supposed to be for this card to be funny? Cause of course, like the whole rectal examination thing, that's a tried and true absolutely not tired absolutely not pointless joke always funny always always timeless always hilarious fresh as a daisy every time you you bring it out didn't die with family guy at all was not absolutely a thing where it's like it's still funny to be like hey listen sometimes it's it's a part of your body that has to get inspected sorry like yeah i'm not saying that it's comfortable but it's also just being like the whole turn my head and what joke is just kind of I, I it, it just it feels like we've and I think we've said this about other cards before where like it feels like we've missed another step here again like yet again there is another step here there's like okay this also well, last my- week you brought us a Zen Garden of a card and I wanted to really give us a hot <laughs> mug of soy sauce to really get our flavors right. If I provided a Zen Garden last time, you have provided us with the act of committing seppuku via greeting card. <laughs> And not even with a sharp sword, like when it's a poor samurai and they have to use like a basically a piece of bamboo to gut themselves because they sold their <laughs> samurai sword. Yeah, that was a real thing that um, Ronan had to do sometimes. Oh, no. Poor Ronan. All they, they just needed a good daimyo. That's all. Oh, poor Ronan. Well, you think about it. They were the ones that went against their daimyo. So, you know, it's uh, yeah, kind of well. theirs. Yeah. It's strange how your birthday reminds me of my first rectal examination. Now. If I can, if you if you wouldn't mind taking some notes here, uh, we actually nah. have the artist. We have to actually have the artist's name right here. It appears to say N. DeShellops. Probably not their name. All right, <laughs> N. N. DeShellops. Thank you for coming on, Reverend Nina DeShellops. DeShellops. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rabbi DeShellops, for coming on. Now, if you were interested in some notes, I would say what you forgot to put in was the punchline. Like it's strange how your birthday reminds me of my first rectal examination. I have to turn my head and what? No, don't get me wrong. That's still not a very good joke, but at least it's a joke. And right now, we're just trying to get you to a C and a grade. And right now, you're at a D minus. <laughs> but you can, like, it's strange how your birthday reminds me of my first rectal examination. It was on Wednesday at 2.15 p.m. See, you could just, like, any, you got to put something at the end here. You just, and it literally just says, it's strange how your birthday reminds me of my first rectal examination. Happy birthday. That's it. And just, I think, and the and the and the joke is supposed to be a man has an uncomfortable face when clearly having a very intimate moment that we're now forced to be a part of, as if we're all sitting in the doctor's room with them. And the doctor's face is bored and sad in a way that you don't often get in a greeting card. It's sort of just looking forward to that vacation in Aruba, but it's six weeks away. Everything about this doesn't scream "Have a good birthday." This feels yeah. like a revenge birthday card. <laughs> you get this for someone who you do not like, and you're at their birthday under duress, which I guess is a thing that. <laughs> happens to people that doctor that doctor is like 14 more of these and then it's off to the azores (laughs) and it's like i'm not a doctor yet but i would think that if you were doing a rectal examination a part of it is that you got to keep your eyes on the 
surprise, for lack of a better word. Right? You'd be surprised. It's all about feel. It's all about, you know what, life's all about how you feel. You know, I know we were talking about shame, but sometimes the only time we, we're cool here, our greetings for going with your gut, is during an examination. Don't No matter what it is, eye examination, rectal, teeth, don't look with your eyes. Just get root in there with your hands, and you'll feel you'll feel your way through. Well. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, yep, thanks for co- thanks for coming on. Oh, and just to uh, just cap it off, let's give proper uh, credits here before we absolutely obliterate this thing. We have the greeting card company to thank, Spicy, and I guess it was as you know, Spicy is having a heart attack. And, spicy uh, in the sense of you you left an unpleasant sensation on my tongue. That's that's definitely for sure. Spicy in that you put sriracha on top of my vanilla ice cream, and you go, "Well, I'd like to order that before you do it." That's kind of a thing I say to do. Am I saying it's a bad combo? I don't know, but it's too late because you already have my $8. So it actually doesn't sound that bad. I would go for that. Spicy. It's in bubbly font, not unlike Animaniacs, and it's got a little black pepper salt, mm. uh, black pepper shaker. Also, I guess it took two companies to make this. It's uh, <laughs> also Aussie Creations. Gonna have to look them up later. I believe it's Ose. Did you not see the accent? Oh, my apologies, Ose. You know what? I was distracted because the E looks like a screaming demon, and the O looks like they, and the O looks like the red dot that used to sell Seven Up in the eighties. I'm just being distracted by ads now. And we unfortunately have the nation of Canada. Thanks for this. So Canada, you've been fucking up recently. And we came back, you know, we, we thought we were the bad sibling. And it turns out maybe you're not so great. Turns out Canada, you're in there with the muck with us. So thanks a lot. We appreciate your tasty tree sap and your fun comedies. I thank you for letter Kenny, but also fuck you for this. Now I will say bef- before we rank this bad boy, such as it is, we did say at the beginning that we do appreciate and applaud the work of small presses trying to take back some space from the big companies that are dominating, whether it be in books, greeting cards, retail, you know, you can fight the giants, David and Goliath, we're all about that. That being said, sometimes there's a reason some people aren't allowed a platform. And I no, think yeah, we're yeah. about to discuss listen, <laughs> what that listen. might be. Printing and publishing is a jungle, and some things are going to thrive under the grand evolution of their designs and their ability to change and modify with the demands of the environment, and some of you will return to the great earthy loam, and this is one of those that needs to be laid extinct by stronger and greater cards. This is the equivalent of, um, like, a annoying mosquito or uh the what, what's something that died out pretty quickly i can't even think of a decent oh reference. well the dodo famously i believe right was uh i feel know, that uh, was our fault though <laughs> i feel that like was, that was that was our fault yeah the dodo was doing <laughs> fine before we showed up also i don't want to equate this i don't want to equate this card with like harmless birds that we mm. destroyed or like that nature just kind of took over this this is a because it both has a terrible joke attached that isn't even a joke. It's a, it's a terrible anti-joke, and but not enough for it to be saved or even be like so ridiculous it's good. It's still, I think, pretty, I don't know, just tasteless, just stupid. But it, it's just even more insulting that it doesn't even get to the, like if you're going to, I would have more respect for a card if it's going to go full out, just like just finish the joke we're still going to send it to hell but at least it'll be sent to hell with a message this <laughs> one doesn't have sent... the the feel of i'm sorry continue i didn't want to cut you i off. was just going to say this is getting sent to hell with an unfinished book report and that is yeah. somehow wonderfully worse. said beautiful thank you beautifully said it doesn't have the vitriol and the sort of mean-spiritedness of the do these shoes make me look gay angels card the shittiest angel card but it it, it is close in the sense that it is not a joke. It is what if I juxtapose a thing with a more uncomfortable thing and that's enough, which is never enough really for a joke. It never is. And it wasn't even enough to make me feel like uh, it was fun. It was a fun rib or it was like a fun just razzing me on my birthday. It just kind of felt like you were saying, I don't want to be here. Happy birthday. I'm here because the drinks are half off. Happy birthday. And I would like to say for the record too, half of this podcast did actually receive this card for their birthday. So <laughs> I've got a lot of I've got a lot of bones to word with Jess and Joe. Ding <laughs> dongs. This is a in the paint live giving of a greeting card. Every other time we have taken these things and created hypothetical what ifs of what could happen. But this is a dyed in the wool true receiving of a card. Now, did they do it to goad Bobby? That's none of our business. The point is, is that it happened. The physical action was there and the ceremony's complete. So I almost want to give it more points for that, but it's not going to get them from me. This is a smoking gun, and I will not soon forget it. Talking about where I want to put it on the fridge, because I feel like we do need to get there. I 
a point was made that the front of this is very nice. It was your point, Bobby, actually. It was one of us, at least. And you said that- It was definitely whole... one of us. It wasn't a third party. <laughs> it wasn't a third party. Unfortunately, Aunt Gurn is still slaving away at the kitchen, making that fine uh, chowder she never finishes. It's it's an ancient chowder, several years in the making. The art in the front is charming and detailed, but it's not enough to save this card for very long. I think what I'm going to want to do is- Here's what I want to do. <laughs> Here's what I want to do. I'm, I'm having a moment there. of this. There's so many levels to that pause. It was a second for us, but it was a, a millennia for, for those in your head. Because this was such a non-starter, because this was just such a little engine that didn't even bother to show up to work that day, <laughs> even, with its, even with its terrible joke, it will see a, a short day in the shade. It will <laughs> go to the bottom right of the fridge for like a day. But on the condition that I am super gluing the inside of this card so that you cannot open it. So at oh, the risk okay. that someone wants to open this, we've done this with a card before, but I don't think we did super glue. I think we did like tape. But I am super gluing this thing. You know what? No, I'm ripping it. I'm ripping this thing in half. I am <sighs> ripping this card. Yes. Vandal, this is the first, the first mutilation of a card here on Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I am I am doing I'm doing a rip. Uh that's what we're gonna call it. I gonna rip that card in half so all you can see is the it's strange how your birthday reminds me of blank because honestly a one-sided card that you flip over and then fill in the blank would be so nice that actually would be such a nicer card a mad libs version of a card versus what we've gotten so i've made your card better it stays on the fridge for a day i look at my creation and i smile at the frankenstein's monster i created and unlike that book where the guy almost dies i instead just throw it right away and go well that's the thing i did and then it's all over bobby how are you committing acts of mutilation via card well first off let me say a mad libs card is a really great idea i'd love if a card said hey it's your blank and i'm just feeling blank about your special day man can it be blank days since last we met you know i think <laughs> that that's a great idea maybe we could do an episode soon on cards we've made up because i've kept a list of some of the ones we have uh, concocted ourselves i'd love that i like your mummy-esque approach to sealing the tomb to not let the evil out so i think i'm gonna say i applaud that and I can't imagine the message in this card would be anything except subturd. You know, it's like it yeah. wouldn't have anything good inside. So no. I think this is this is probably right right in the old can for me. I know I haven't done that in a while, so I think this is just not even gonna make it to the fridge. This is a early front runner for worst card in season seventeen of Greetings, the mm. Greeting Card Podcast. It feels good to throw them away immediately, doesn't it? I- I'm trying to be a little it bit. It kinda gen- does. You kinda uh, exercise the demon very yeah. quickly. You really pull it out of your soul. And honestly I would um I do need to maybe I'll reevaluate when we do the next Greets giving and maybe this is a straight in the can for me because that is just gonna feel great if we- this turns out to be if this because we're only in our second card in our next rotation and Bobby you've already landed a real sour plum. And I love that <laughs> because we got we got no that's great we We've got to get to them. We've got to find the demons. But at the same time, I would really be hesitant if something is a lot worse than this. So this might already be a front runner. And then, of course, what we say now in this time has, is nothing compared to what we'll say at Greet's Giving. They're never related. Never the twain shall meet. But I, this might also go right in the camp for next time. I did want to give it one day of just like, hey, this could be, so- this could be something. You had potential, and this is what you did with it. But maybe it's not worth it. Maybe sometimes you have a rose, and then you go, oh, cool. Now it's time to go to the rose compost so you can make rose dirt for more rose bushes. The Greets Giving is about reflection and perspective, but when we do these cards in the moment, it's about hot, carnal, sticky emotion. Stupid. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb, idiotic, uneducated. Lowbrow. (laughs) Malicious. Oniony. Feel bad about yourself. Be lowbrow. Stay classy. That's our message to you from Greetings the Greeting Card Podcast Be ashamed. this week. Be ashamed. Be ashamed. Be lowbrow. Be afraid of yourself. Be afraid of others. <laughs> don't give them a chance. Hit them before they hit you. Don't give them a chance, but don't let them dare hear your voice. You stay indoors. Light your Democrat candle. Get your, get your Lizzo card. Mm. Your first rectal examination. These are just the images I want you to go to sleep with tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for for sticking with us again because we know you can't leave. We've locked the doors from the outside. We appreciate your qualifications. Be sure to 
cuddle up in your apartment with the mug that you have that says Slay Queen and never open that door again for anybody else unless, of course, they also provide you a votive candle. And only then, only then are you allowed to be free of your shame for a moment. But if they don't practice Santeria, they ain't got no crystal ball. Goodbye, everyone. And good luck. Bye. Bye. Dennis Quaid, Piper Parabo, and introducing Snoop Doggy Dog in The End of Our Tennis Match. Rated R. Uh, you can't romance. Who, who writes the writers? Who romances the romancers? Who, who, who kisses when dad's out buying wheat thins? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>